0: All right, guys, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, We're sitting down with another special guest today, so stay tuned. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Wardrobe change, real quick.
0: (laughs) Temperature will be more acceptable.
1: Did we do it? No, we're we're we're, way way past. Yeah, we're at least ten seconds past. Okay, sorry, we're fine. Quick, take my jacket off. Sometimes you just need a little bit of humor in your day. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: Quick wardrobe change. Yes. Uh, So okay, here we are sitting down for another podcast. Um, uh, Rachel Ducat sitting with us today. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Yeah, so we kind of talked a little bit before the podcast just that, um, you know, as we're kind of starting on our industry overview, we're kind of swinging that pendulum from sort of the uh, culture core values and education side, and we're kind of switching over to process, but as process is a bit more mechanical, um, as we get through all of that, it's more so in just saying, like, who are you and how you got here and how we sort of try to be different. Um, But uh, yeah, so I mean... Not to, let I me mean, just ask the first question. I mean, where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> who, are yeah, you? who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, uh, I am Rachel Ducat yeah. and uh, came from Michigan. And um, I worked out of uh, the government. So I was with the Department of Health and Human Services um, doing casework, food stamps, Medicaid, all that kind of fun stuff.
0: At the state level. Yeah, at the state level. So your background originally, um, the degree you have is in?
2: Healthcare systems administration. Yep. Yep. So I got a uh, bachelor's at Ferris State for that. Um, And then out of internship, started working uh, right out of one of the major hospitals in the area, um, doing financial counseling and um, also worked, you know, third shift in the ER, doing registration. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that was what always sort of intrigued me too was that, you know, especially for us when we, again, we're making this swing of the pendulum over to process um, is I think what we have always focused on internally is the uh, serving the middle 60%. So the idea is, of course, you know, most of your veterinary practices are top bonded where they focus on the top 20% of their clientele. Um, But for us, it's how can we continue to get down into a range where services may not necessarily be as affordable or available, or if they are available, they're too expensive. What financing options do we have? But um, I think that's what I always found kind of fascinating is that, you know, again, I have very little contact with the human healthcare side. I mean, I hear some, but um, just that sort of like ground level, you know, it's, Maybe not necessarily like, you know, what financing option these people have, but it's more so on like, well, what state benefit do mm-hmm. you actually qualify for in right. this setting?
2: Yeah. It was a very fast revolving door I imagine um, for really, I mean, because it, it is that it's not a, uh, it's not an age demographic. It's not, you know, it's just that 60% or whatever, yeah. you know, so that was always the first step within the financial counseling and registration was how are you going to pay for this? Yeah. And when you know, not that it would affect the care that they were receiving, because a lot of times the doctors and um, you know they didn't know, but it oh, was the doctors
0: weren't aware of any financial state of the actual no, not patient. until it
2: no, not until it came to um, like the higher bills when higher they were, you know if they were yeah, yeah, you know if they were inpatient and that kind of thing, then yeah. we'd have to go meet with them. But
0: yeah. but then I think the other thing too was that you were in. Um, a catholic hospital yeah so that was another sort of layer on top of it as far as um service availability i guess in that point was that uh, you guys at least in some regard were seeing more or doing more for some patients that maybe some of the other hospitals in the area weren't
2: yeah there's two major um hospitals in the area and in that area yeah, yeah yep and yep over in michigan and um you know the the second one Um, you know, they were up on the top of the hill and they were able to turn people away. Sure. Um, but we, you know, we, we wouldn't, so we would get a lot of, you know, people coming over, you know, they, they wouldn't see us because we didn't have this or this. Okay. You know, and, and part of the process was to find out what kind of state assistance or, you know, what kind of other options are there. Um, and when there wasn't, then we would usually end up do the, you know, um,
0: this what could be done.
2: Which yeah. would be writing it off, you yeah, know, or whatever, you know, it could be. Yeah. But, you
0: know. Yeah. Which, again, I think that...
2: Which we had the availability of doing the other hospital. I don't think they did.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, you know, when we look at the veterinary profession as a whole, I mean, I think, again, as we're swinging over to this process side, um, I think that's where we often start to... Um, fall into this world where now again I'm not saying that you know uh, uh, Catholic hospitals are pulling a significant amount of money from you know the diocese or so on and so forth but I'm sure there's some movement of money at least in some capacity but when we start to look at sort of the culture part or these culture issues that we see in our profession as it specifically relates to business because up to this point we've been talking about culture as it specifically relates to like core values mm-hmm. you know so what we often get a lot of times if again we jump back to on our industry overview the culture section, when we start to talk about this failed bond spectrum alignment, you know, there's ununified profession and failed engagement. But when we jump into that um, disparagement category, disparagement kind of goes a couple of different ways where, um, yeah, fine, maybe as a clinic Um, we only see fur babies. So as a Mm -hmm. clinic that only sees fur babies, if we get a working class individual in where they have a yard dog, you know, that's Mm -hmm. gonna be uh, at least some disparagement that the staff may show. Now, I'm not saying in every circumstance, but they may show that towards. But when you look at kind of the other side of culture and disparagement is where a lot of times veterinary professionals are stuck on the cultural side is, well, this is my child, this is my fur baby. And there's a guilt component as far as saying, why won't you do these services? I'm, you know, I'm going to, potentially disparage you online or I'm gonna tell everyone how terrible you are and how much money grubbing you are and you know all these different things and trying to sort of twist the culture side of the profession on how the veterinarian may be attaching to or their I'm sorry the veterinarians own definition of their human animal bond to the technicians or veterinary nurses human animal bond that gets manipulated um, mm-hmm. on the client side for us as veterinarians that's where again for us we try to, our solution to that is maintaining neutrality, you know, of course, where we treat everyone as equals, whether it's a yard dog or a fur baby, everyone's treated as equal. Um, but when it comes into process in most veterinary clinics, the thing you had to sort of say is, well, you know, in a human hospital setting where there are some hospitals where you have the availability of turning people away, others where you don't, you don't turn them away, and then it turns into a write-off, it's a similar process on the veterinary side where it's right. like, well, if you're in a clinic where through cultural disparagement you aren't actually turning any clients away mm-hmm. it turns into essentially write-offs mm-hmm. you know is essentially what it, what it ultimately turns down to and like I said as we're starting to merge now process into culture that's a, a really similar thing that you'll find in a lot of practices um, and the issue is essentially write-off I mean when we yep. I'm trying to think uh, do you know where we're at for the year as far as write-off if you're in a ballpark it um uh. Ben probably
1: doesn't. I think it's fifty four. Hundred? No. No. Thousand. Isn't it? I'm it's no. just saying like no, not hundred. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's a big number. Yeah. Like yeah. it's
0: yeah. more than you would expect. Yeah. It's it's probably a number that I should know. I'll just put it to you that way. As a business owner, I probably should know. However, that's where kind of Rachel's job <laughs> is that as she comes into our organization, because in years past, I mean, basically what I was driving at was um, for several years, our write-off, um, at least in the first couple of years of Paul Health, our first couple of years, it was probably like in the ten to 15,000 category, Yeah. Um, you know, and I knew kind of, as you'd imagine, as... Um, you know, a uh, quantity goes up and quality maintains with an increase in quantity, which is what we're shooting for. We're shooting for more quantity, but maintaining a high level of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the nature of the business, you know? So, um, I know, uh, for myself, I still have that sort of ongoing drive where I'm like, we can probably eat a certain amount of write off each year, you mm-hmm. know? And if that means that some of our patients, um, get a better level of care that they wouldn't have received anywhere else. I'm okay with that, at least from a certain percentage standpoint, yeah. but, but the issue is with that, and now again I'm getting a little bit on process from culture, is that it becomes way too close to favoritism it gets way too close to one veterinarian or one business owner being able to make the decisions on who is allowed to have a write-off and who is not allowed to have a write-off and who we are extending payment arrangements to and who we aren't extending payment arrangements to. And then if the business owner is the only one who can do that, then the associate veterinarians, uh, you know, who may be working the brunt of the shift, say the business owner is pulling less than 10% of shifts, the associates are pulling the other 90. Well, those associate vets are going to to be seeing 90% of the other cases right. that probably would be receptive or, you know, from a, a financing standpoint, but then it's this small tapered portion of, you know, oh, well, You know, it's just he's the only one or she's the only one who can make decisions because they own the place. Not
2: today, he's not here.
0: Yeah, he's not here today, you know. So that's where I think, you know, we start to say, well, when we talk about failed process, and again, that sort of goes from, if you look again at our industry overview, and we start to say that from um, the culture to, you know, coming from culture to service over to process um, in our industry overview, I mean, that's one of the big things on this lack of infrastructure is it's an antiquated business practice. Mm -hmm. There just aren't uniform policies on how that applies to everyone, you know. So that's, again, like I said, it was... had always kind of uh, uh it was always something i found interesting about the human healthcare side where i didn't know that prior it was like oh some hospitals kick you out other ones can't well the ones that can't or don't what are they doing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and it's uh i mean obviously they're writing off large amounts but those you know on the other side of the coin those hospitals wouldn't stay open if all they were was in the negative mm-hmm. you know so they probably even also right. still have and again we don't necessarily need to talk about exclusively the issues within the human healthcare system because they are substantial um but yeah, so mm-hmm. to take that as kind of your first experience right out of school, to be honest.
2: Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, because the first um, the office that I did a my internship in uh, was a um, a residents' office a residency program. So.
0: Oh, like a, a long-term living.
2: Uh n- no 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 like students, students yeah oh, student students. doctors. oh yep, gotcha so a, gotcha yeah so because the the hospital was it was a teaching hospital.
0: Gotcha. Um, Oh, it still is. Gotcha. Mm, Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Yep. So, um, the office that I was in was only for low-income families. Gotcha. uh, Refugees, and you know, every, you know, that whole yeah,
0: bottom five percent, bottom Mm -hmm. ten percent.
2: Yeah. Yep. So that was a big um, eye-opener, you know, uh, coming out of college. Well, coming, you know, being raised middle class, going to college already having eye-opening experiences and then going, you know, to a hospital and then it's, you know, that empathy and all that that goes along with it. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where the the bottom was. And then just moving up within the hospital in different areas, you start to learn, um, like you were saying, you know, the um, certain case managers can do certain things. And there's a lot of fear-driven, you know, fear-driven decisions um, by patients, Yeah. And then you get the language barriers and all that. And so, yeah, there's a lot
0: of different, you know. Yeah, that is one thing we definitely luck out being in north central Wisconsin is no. Very limited. Very limited, yeah, yeah, language barriers. But that's, yeah, a completely different element, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you're talking potential loss of human life, you know, depending on Mm -hmm. if there is something not conveyed appropriately, you know. You know, between all of the
1: things that you guys have been touching on, too, you've. You've hit other problems in a significant lack of accountability, yeah. right? So, when you have like the case managers that can call the yes. shots, but then the other ones can't. Yes. Like, you're gonna have from the rest of the team accountability is gonna go down. Victim mindset's gonna go up mm-hmm. because yes. I don't have the authority to do this. Therefore, yes. I am now you know essentially being wronged. You've got you're touching on the the, the financial aspect of the pillow of insurance, mm-hmm. right? And how other structures because of this can exist and still have significant amounts of write off. Yeah, you know, and other ones just don't go through the process of it. Yeah. So it's a, that's just a choice. Yep. Right. So you're hitting on a whole bunch of stuff yes. that we've touched on. And and it's, intermittently. It, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and it's it's kind of funny how I I, I I've, you and I have spoke very little about your history. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, oh, yeah, that makes complete and total sense yes. from my perspective. Mind yeah, yes. you, I've thought about this on nonstop for three
0: years. Yes. But right. <laughs> it's once it gets in your head, you just, it doesn't doing, get out. Been I've been thinking, about, thinking about you nonstop Hopefully. for three years, yes. Rachel. Yeah. And it's finally come out. I on met radio. you a year and a half ago. <laughs> right. However, I have that effect on people. <laughs> yes, Sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hilarious. But no, I, Ben, I think you're exactly right. Um, yeah. From a, a culture and core value standpoint, you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, that stuff in a veterinary setting absolutely starts to break down trust. Right. You know, oh. yeah, gone. You know, and saying some <laughs> you can, have some a hard can't. time Trusting yourself, yeah. You know, right. Like
2: we, this is the right thing I should be doing. Why am right. I, you know? Yeah. So, so clarity
0: and process. That's mm-hmm. another big, that's again, yeah. sort of our antiquated business practices is having a, a lack of clarity on mm-hmm. process or consistency on process. I was process. gonna say an yeah.
1: alignment consistency yeah.
0: because if one,
1: like that's the, you know, if the night crew does something but the day crew does it a different yeah. way, it's like that's just automatically, you're just gonna start to build walls between yeah. people for absolutely oh, yeah. no reason.
2: The consistent communication's got to be there.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and that was, that's yeah. kind of the joke we make about, I uh, say that, the uh, post midnight rule. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which had gone unspoken for a period of time. And then some of my overnight people started saying after midnight rule to some of the day crew. And I'm like, you got to shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm like, Be this quiet. Is for us. Listen, we have lower caseload at night. We get a little bit more luxury in what we can do. <laughs> and then, you know, die me out. <laughs> Anyway, but no, yeah, like I said, between, yeah, between the, the core value breaking down and, you know, because again, I mean, we can't ignore, I mean, this whole time we've been talking about culture and core values simply from, uh, almost exclusively a, a bond spectrum alignment standpoint yeah. from a performance standpoint. So how are we actually doing in the clinical setting? I mean, that's been our whole discussion about core values, but this is as we start to merge over to that process side, you then start to have this next layer mm-hmm. of essentially core value, um, core values breaking down and, uh, you know, losing loss of mission and all that type of thing, loss of purpose Um, then your fulfillment goes down as you know that there is an accessible solution for some patients, but not for others, simply on the judgment of one person. Mm-hmm. That's messed up, right? Mm-hmm. you know? And that's uh, unfortunately one of the foundations of most practices, even if it's unspoken. Yeah.
2: And yeah. a lot of it too comes down to resources. You yeah. know, you have one case manager that is on it. They know what they they know what pharmaceutical companies to go to to get, you know, the sample, you know, drugs for, you know, because a lot of those big oh, money sure. accounts are cancer patients, you know, sure with that yeah, hospital yeah. and whatnot or what. And, um, you know, so to have the not only resources but contacts within the hospital to be able mm-hmm. to get, you know, what you need. Yeah. And if you have one case manager that does, but then another one might not be aware of it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I really learned when I got into it because I, I went that extra little piece on building that relationship with the case managers. And then I was getting calls all the time. Hey, are you able to do this, 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 you know, because it's, yeah, they just aren't aware of it. So yeah. then it's.
1: It's still subjective, though. It's subjected to to the guy that's in the room, yeah, Mm -hmm. right. And there is always going to be some level of that because you're never going to have 100% consistency between two people. Mm -hmm. It's like our doctors do practice. There is some variability within that. Having the availability of resources in that setting, or even not even availability, it's just the knowledge of it, right? That's going to come from time, experience. uh, You know, just if you drive, if you drive, you 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 come across the the unique case where. You have to explore all of your options, right. and
0: you just naturally learn it, right?
2: Throwing, getting burnt out in it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and it's just going to... yeah.
0: Right. Well, and that's, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, th- I think even burnout, to, really. yeah, to bring out burnout mm-hmm. into that um, mm-hmm. is exactly that. You have someone who runs, and we're going to talk about this a f- little bit mm-hmm. later, but we start to talk about someone who has a high competence in their field in mm-hmm. order to be able to do this. They have both the competence and the confidence in order to execute it successfully. Um, but then, yes, then we start to look at quality and quantity, yep. where now they start to just get too much quantity because they are good at what they do and yep. it's reliable that uh, they can do it. Mm-hmm. So if you're reliable at your job and you're competent, and you're confident then by virtue you're going to take on more quantity which is going to drop your quality
2: mm-hmm. right which so, also drops everybody's quality below you because they're just expecting that you're going to do it
0: exactly mm-hmm. rescue so it. Right. <laughs> right you right. know right. And, and not having that clear <laughs> yes.
2: you know that clear communication who's yeah. responsible for yeah. you know, so it also comes yeah. out of that accountability you've yeah. got one guy paying you know getting paid uh, yeah. Watch the other guy doing his job. Yeah, the you know? uh,
0: bullshit job is, uh, yes. Ben had brought up a few podcasts mm-hmm. ago it was about, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but but yeah. so then again, you know, we start to look at the quality quantity confidence competence. That person burns out and they're gone.
2: Then what? Let no, we start all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to find that person
1: again that right. is going to, yeah. you know.
0: And you hope. I mean, you would hope. Yeah. Then, in saying, okay, so if you, <laughs> you hope. You would hope. You hope, hope a lot. Yes. Yep. Operative hope. word. Yeah. 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 But it's going to
1: take about Star Wars before this, yes. right? Like, when's Luke Skywalker going to come around again? Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And then right.
2: it comes into He's that whole, you know. So then there's a position that's open. They bring somebody in who they believe is competent yeah. to fill that role, mm-hmm. and the staff doesn't trust them.
0: Yeah. Right. So
2: they're already, you know, strikes against them. Who's this um. person coming into my space? Yep, You know, know, they're not. And then it comes to the whole culture thing. You know, they're trying. They're trying to do their job.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think part they're of not
2: doing their, the other person's yeah, job. Right. So yes. So <laughs> someone comes in them. with, yeah,
0: <laughs> someone comes in with fresh eyes into a managerial right. position, then looks at the people under them who have right. been rescued for months to years at that point in mm-hmm. yeah. their job expectation. The new person Points coming in is, is like, your you're not part. actually doing what you're doing. I'm here because I'm coming in with solutions. Right. I want to do this job. I'm confident <laughs> yeah. and competent in doing this job. But I
2: don't want you to show that I'm not doing my job. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. Right. Oh. And that, I mean, we talk about, it is that is my fear ultimately of having a corporate infrastructure is just, Mm -hmm. you know, I said it uh, I think several podcasts ago was um, then you restrict the flow of solutions. Right. So if you Essentially have um, sort of these middle managers, let's say so let's say, you, let's say you say the person burns out and they leave you hope someone mm-hmm. feels a good position There's someone under them who has been rescued. So they're low performing, but someone just under them So now a ground floor employee who's mm-hmm. they're seeing problems day to day to day to day to day. Maybe or they do or don't have solutions to it Maybe they do have solutions to it But it can't get past your middle managers to get up to people who actually require or make mm-hmm. the decisions Yeah, and I think that's again where our biggest uh, focus when we start to talk about process and the future of the industry and Paul health being something different than what's currently there. It's the local influence component. Mm-hmm. You know? It's the local influence, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I think the local influence, you know, for us, cause again, we were talking about um, kind of bridging this quality and quantity um, and saying, well, if you have, a centralized hospital where it's a veterinary hospital, right? Massive. They don't really exist, but we're just going to fast forward about 15 years. Yeah. And say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yet. Um, but you move forward and saying, okay, well, now we have this, like your experience on the human healthcare side, um, a hospital that maybe wasn't necessarily chain, right? So it was just sort of independently owned. Uh, but right. in, in any event, saying, well, now it's so big that now you have a corporatized structure internally. So now yeah. you do have a locally owned practice, but processes are so corporatized that now it's just it's so it it, it becomes inefficient for a different reason Mm -hmm. and I think that's what we talked about at um, Katie's podcast last week was for her to work in a corporate setting but then in a locally owned setting it was similar problems in different ways or different reasons why it happened but that's again one of my big concerns and Moving forward with uh, maintaining local influence, but I still believe that is the only future. Um, to have multi-regional, multinational-type mm-hmm. organizations, it's it's going to incredibly difficult just from a hierarchy standpoint in order to maintain that level of local influence. It just yeah, I was exist. very
2: surprised by um, from you know because growing up, I mean, it was yeah. it was in the area that we were in, yeah, so right? We, we saw what it was, and then. You know, graduating, going there, and just in that, let's see, how many years was I there? Three, four, or five? Yeah, just feels like forever. Yeah. Um, the development in the different departments, and you yeah. know, the cancer research came in, and then there was these little pocket clinics and hot, satellites. You know, yeah, you know, labs, and you know, so then everything is all still under that one umbrella. You know, and I, I will say, they did a pretty good job on. Um, making all, like, one family,
0: yeah. you know,
2: so there wasn't that disconnect or anything, and there was still that, like, homey feeling. Yeah. Um, There's
0: a break point on that. Yeah. You know, and I think, all, yeah. yeah, I think that's, again, too, when we look at sort of how some of your veterinary practices are set up, I mean, Ben, when you were at uh, the talk here a week or two ago, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, is it was still the ongoing discussion of family, Yeah. Is it the family practice, you know, the family setting, you know, and I think it's a matter of, again, where do you gain fulfillment? Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have individuals that are pulling a significant amount of fulfillment from their workplace and a significant amount of that fulfillment in the workplace is gained by having a family feel, the, the, that's gonna essentially be one of the bottlenecks of progress because mm-hmm. as you start to bring in more talent because the company is growing because your quantity is going up and you want to maintain quality well one of the reason one of the ways in which you maintained a high level of quality is actually because your quantity of caseload was low mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know so as you then yep. start to increase the quantity and saying all right well now we have to hire on more staff more employees mm-hmm. and those people um don't want to work in a family environment they want to work in a professional environment they want to work somewhere where there's a higher level of accountability and i think what i I say i don't like a month ago i feel like i talked about firing grandma you know (laughs) where it was like you know you got a lady who's you know sitting at the reception desk Mm -hmm. and she's been there for you know 35 years the whole 35 life of the whole practice and it's like this one person is a significant barrier To any type of progress in process with computer systems to, you know, billing to financing. That was a big reason
2: why I ended up leaving the healthcare system um, was because in order to, you know, my, my, uh, so my degree was healthcare system administration. Um, I had a very big interest in long-term care um, and was super excited, you know, Coming out of college and having the knowledge and wanting to go into um, events and activities with you know elderly and all of that. Oh, you mean those aren't available? Oh, you mean those people stay in those positions forever?
0: Oh, okay, so <laughs> yeah, they go from being the receptionist yeah. to a, a attendant, you know, to mm-hmm. a, a yeah. resident.
2: So, and I literally had I had an interview lined up, and um, you know, it was not that it matters, but it was. Uh, um, oh, sorry, we actually hired somebody already. So we're not gonna need to do your interview. Oh dang, bro. all right, so <laughs> position's been filled. And she said, Yeah, I'm actually surprised um, because the woman finally retired. Um, but these positions they're held up for thirty years.
0: I was gonna say you probably yeah. have a list You've of applicants for You're not going anywhere. Yeah.
2: You know. So and, and but those you know, in the long term care, you know, they're smaller. Yeah. Know, so they're not the big but even at the
1: hospital too, it was yeah. There's no movement. I feel a yeah. little a, a tangible level of stomach pain right now because yeah. that just sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why I would never function in a setting like that yeah. because, uh, like, this is what I, I, know, I just I heard: somebody with new ideas mm-hmm. and a ton of energy was just shut down by people and process. Yes. yes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It, entirely. Yeah. Like, nah, we don't need that. Yeah. This is yeah. the way it's always
0: been done. Yes. How oh bad? yeah. Oh. Well, and the
2: sad part about it too, you know, in the the first um, office that I was in at the hospital, the, uh, during my internship, the residency program, um, you know, there was Grandma. She right. was the receptionist, and yeah. she had been there when it was just a tiny clinic, and she had literally been there yep. since she was in her twenties. I'm sure,
0: yeah. And yeah.
2: Um, they were trying to like force her into retire. Like, you yeah. have financially, she couldn't. Yeah. You know, so it's like there, there's no with you know within. Yeah. What do you, What do you have?
0: Well, and that, no, I mean, I think that does bring up another point is, um, you know, especially when we start to focus on the veterinary side. So Mm. in saying, okay, so we do have this individual, you know, because we know that historically, I mean, the the numbers are out. It's a nationwide problem that people are underpaid in the veterinary profession. This is no new news here. Um, We talked about it last week about the three technicians leaving to go to quick trip. You know, Mm -hmm. like we know that historically we have a high burnout rate and and a low rate of pay. That wasn't better 25 years ago. Right. So if we're saying that now, like you like you had just identified and saying, well, we have someone coming in, new ideas, progress, make things better and improve. It's like, well, we can't fire grandma because she's been so underpaid for the last 30 years or 35 years that now this dedicated long-term employee, we actually, we, we can't because she's been with us. for th- We care for her. We care about her. We want her to move on, but she can't. Mm-hmm. It then becomes basically uh, you're stuck on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, the solution is just pay out grandma's retirement. You know, I mean, how much does she actually need finance it and get new ideas in? Um, but that's just me personally. And there's
2: no, you know, so the thought is or the the focus is all on, on the big money accounts. Right. You know, so a lot of that. You yeah, know, the top
0: 5%. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, you know, I still have friends that are there, um, you know, and it, it seems like every year it's why we're actually going to get a get a raise this year. You know, so they're on, they're thinking that they're going to, uh-huh. and then nope, we didn't get it.
0: Yeah, you know. Well, so that, what's the incentive? Yeah, yeah. What
2: What are you? You know, you're you're yeah. overworking and yeah. purpose. Yeah. yeah, purpose.
1: That's what they're. That's what they're holding banking entirely. On. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Which can and you work, have to which find? Can it. work. Nobody's
2: right. telling you. To, you know.
1: That's, that's, that's the that's, catch, right? Right. You can work for healthy. a lower rate of pay. Like people do it all the time absolutely. in charitable environments. Yeah. When people go not on tourism. mission work, right? It's yeah. If it's completely unpaid, you know, some of the stuff that Katie had done in her college years, right? Like completely unpaid, but the purpose was very, very clear. Yes. That's... Not that hard to convince people to want to be a part of. No, that's what there's grew, a lot of that's value what grew
0: our it. side, uh, right? Altruism grew the veterinary profession for almost 30 there's years. There's
1: nothing wrong with working with altruistic intention, absolutely. It, it, however, when the structure that you're in is like, we're actually gonna uh, value economic motivation, nah. Never mind. Yes. We're not going to do that anymore. So you're going <laughs> to. We're you're not
2: going to do this other thing either. Yeah. <laughs> right,
1: right. So we're not going to give you the altruism side. And then we're going to yeah. promise as a means of just basically just, you know, go away. We'll pay you more. Yeah. Um, no, we're actually not going to do that either. Well, okay. So what else do I got? Like what? I mean, the, the culture is, you know, it's the family, yeah, right? So right. now all, the only reason I'm here is I can't leave these people. Mm-hmm in the deep water mm-hmm. right because they're going to drown
2: yeah <sighs> and fear of what's out there because you're you're programmed to think that you have a good
0: <laughs> yeah
1: you know
2: yeah mm, which by you, work in a hospital
0: <sighs> right you know. right no and i think that um, yeah exactly i mean we actually <laughs> to that end um, not to say that we program people um but for us like that's part of why we we, definitely (laughs) program people uh but that's why we let go of the leash right yeah so if we have someone who thinks it is better somewhere else it's like please by all means go and find it Mm -hmm. you know if you can um you know seek fulfillment and you can seek some level of purpose in some other location by all means please do it Mm -hmm. um and i think that's where you know like you said if it's like you know it's like well you you can't find anything better anywhere else it's like that's a little bit different
2: and it's a safe Mm -hmm. conversation within PAW you know to even oh, sure. to even mention that in the other you know places of employment like okay well now you're going to be treated completely different oh right, right. and now right. it's all going to really get pointed out right. and yes. you're it's going to be difficult for you to work here yeah
0: no for us it's like okay so so my perspective on that is if you are of the mindset that you're going to find something better somewhere else well what is it that you're actually looking for and right. why is it that we think we don't have yeah. it and What then void is it yeah right exactly and then that's where it's like oh well you're right, we actually probably could improve that process, and then you would actually be able to gain, you know, fulfillment internally, and oh, yeah, we just missed the mark on that one, Mm -hmm. so that's why I think you talk about the comfortable thing, it's like, when we talk about our uh, education system, we talk about all of our performance review stuff, it's basically that two-way conversation, where it's just like, okay, if you're actually seeing that we're doing something wrong, please, if you see that we are doing something wrong, please tell us, Mm -hmm. Uh, we will also do the same way, you know, Mm -hmm. if we see where we do have a process in place, because I feel like coming into the end of 2019, I feel like that's starting to become a little bit more prevalent where we have policy in place for solutions. People just aren't, they just aren't clear on it. um, Or, oh yeah. You know,
1: like when I get the call on Friday morning of like, just from Katie, where it's like, please walk me through this problem because I want to make sure that our process is actually the solution. Yes. I mean, that's happened probably four or five times in the last few weeks where it's like, no, that, if they would have just done it the way that it is written, yeah. it probably would have gone just fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a that's a very real. Yes. Uh, but the mindset is, what's the
0: solution? Yeah. Right. It's right. not.
1: It's not how do I, you know, go and just tell this person, reprimand how they this suck. person, they did it terribly. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Again, that's the growth mindset, though. Yeah. You know. So I think it's you yeah. know, like you think Rachel said, it's the comfortable conversation yeah. that if there is and appears to be broken process, like you know, if you aren't following. I'm sorry, if it appears a process is broken, is it actually broken or do you not have clarity on it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the, the that's huge. Yeah. 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 And that's actually what kind of then leads into, you know, some of the breakthroughs, of course, um, you know, in our organization that I know that you have had, but mm-hmm. uh, which I'm going to touch on here in a few minutes. But at least coming out of um, the hospital setting and then moving over to the government, you know, yeah. the government side of things. Um, I mean, that transition. I think happened somewhat naturally because I think it was like a word of mouth thing. Yep. So
2: within the hospital, um, we had state worker, we had a state worker. Um, so when I did the financial counseling, um, you know, one of the pieces was we had to get the patients that they were self-pay or no insurance. We had to get them, um, to apply for, you know, Medicaid or for the, uh, state medical. Sure. Sure. Um, and build that relationship with that, um, uh, onsite worker. Sure. Um, and really realized, oh, that's actually something that I would really like to be a part of. Gotcha. So she, you know, that was my in, I got in with the state, took a couple years. Um, but going over there, it was like, this is my career, right? This is, I am, right. you know, I'm 20. How old was I? 25, you know, 26. Yeah. Um, wow. I got it good. You know, great benefits, great pay, great, you know. Right. People coming are nice. out of Yeah, coming out of mm-hmm. that hospital
0: setting. So it was basically, what did I lack in this particular yeah. job? And oh, crap. Th- while what I'm lacking in this particular job can be fulfilled in this other job. Mm-hmm. It's then it's like, all right, well, perfect. I got this knocked down. But then at what cost? Right.
2: Yep. And that took about a year. <laughs> yeah, to find <laughs> to finally, to find the expense side yeah, of cause that. Because people would be, you know, talking trash or whatever. This is unfair, blah, blah, It's like why would they be talking like that? Like, holy moly, like really some opportunity here, you know? And then, um, the veil comes off. Yeah. And then you start to see the dynamics and the, um, dysfunction and, um, all of the areas that could improve easily.
0: Yep. And I think it's, you know, when we start to come back to, but then um, drinking the Kool-Aid, yeah, you know, <laughs> right, and then right, and you're then forced that, to. Yeah, yes, you know. yeah. You see it, mm-hmm. but also, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that's when we come into uh, page three of section one point two, just the assigned accountability side with the victim and rescuer and so on and so forth. I, you know, it's, I, I, I feel like that exists in many many settings, but is almost. Intentionally perpetuated in a government type job mm-hmm. where it's as long as we have people essentially just kind of pointing the finger with some level of consistency like you said some of that dysfunction as long as everyone's kind of effectively passing the buck in Mm -hmm. some regard then it's really no one person's fault it's just we're all if everybody
2: talks about it and brings each other down yes then (laughs) right
0: (laughs) right
1: let's just mute This just a shared sense
0: of depression yes yes, yeah yeah Yeah.
2: I think um, both you know my manager and the director of, of the um the last office I was working for, um, you know, it was always expressed that I was one of the unique um, employees because I didn't let other people cloud um, their experiences or what they were going through. Because a lot of it was, well, yeah, but you're not doing your job. Yeah. So that's the accountability why component it, huge. Yeah, yeah. And not really realizing what that was, but um, but then also seeing my side of you know now coming into PA and you know that grooming that I had yeah you know on yeah accountability and, um, yeah. just all, of, I all think, of the dysfunction in it. Yeah.
0: I think when you Tossed. naturally made the transition to PAW, I think that was, that was one of the big things when, uh, we actually, uh, you were still on the consultation side. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm kind of hearing stuff with Rachel. I think we got a position for her here. Cause at that time we had like three separate add on roles, um, that we were like, wow, we could probably have one person do all three of these things. Um, but I think what I had attached to was, like, I guess what I would refer to as natural accountability. Mm-hmm. So natural accountability, of course, we have a very significant structure in place. I don't think until we found the ladder and I don't know how Kitty found that. But anyway, um, how we got the ladder, how we ended up moving to the assigned uh, accountability. So essentially what is section 1.2 of our ERT Um we have it very much in process, mm-hmm. so for us, it makes the conversation much easier, and it makes it much easier to teach it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's one of the things that I've always um, I've always banked on with you as an employee is I'm like, no, she has natural accountability, but to go from natural accountability to then what we have is super highball accountability, (laughs) you know, (laughs) where every process, at least in some capacity, we can relate back to core values, a lack of core values, or at least in some capacity, I think, um, quote unquote, the the breakthroughs that we had alluded to before this podcast is it was basically just going through the check mark that is those steps, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, which traditionally we would have, um, uh, like and now we have with our education system a tier one, two, three, and four. We now have kind of a stop point at forty hours, ninety days. You know, so now again we have an even in clearer. We have better clarity now on what those are. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess from an I don't want to say outsider looking in because certainly you're an insider, but coming in from a government side, you know, corporatized side to then sort of our level of accountability. I mean, how, how, does it, how does it sit? Does it feel forced, or is it still more like it's like, oh, well, that makes sense?
2: Um, the process to break me
0: into... Understanding.
2: Yeah, was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes. But 100% necessary. Yeah. You know, yeah. because um, leaving uh, Michigan, it's so different over in Michigan to Wisconsin, you know, and coming here was very aggressive and it really, I was very aggressive.
0: Oh, just the lifestyle of a Michigander. Yes. Yes. You
2: know, (laughs) and you know, the, the, every job I had was so cutthroat, you know, and, and backstabbing and just, it was, you know, yeah. it was just how can yeah. kind I of get to the I liked, top. I
0: like I like this last time that you went back to Michigan, uh, just on like a family trip or whatever, and like then coming back to Wisconsin. It's I like can't. you, took you took you had I was just like. was
2: talking to to Marco about that last night.
0: Yeah, it was it was like a three week detox oh my process. God, it was terrible.
2: <laughs> and I finally, I I said to Carla, I was like. I understand why you don't go home now. Yeah, because it is
0: <laughs> everyone's
1: just so mean. Yeah, uh, it's just it's so you know. Yeah. You go
2: from the speed limits. First of all, the speed limits got upped over in Michigan to seventy-five. Okay. Well, Jeez. We had, yeah.
1: So
2: that's base. That's base mile per hour. Right. You yeah, know. Right. So it's yeah. like people that's the are speed go- mandatory. So I was yeah. going eighty-five the whole time I was home. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
2: then you come back here and it's like there's nothing over 65. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. I
1: dawdle now. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm white I'm knuckling
2: <laughs> because I can't go any faster. Yeah. You know, but yeah. then everything, you know, but yeah. it's just, it is. <laughs> it's so aggressive over there. You yeah. know, you can't get your card out of your wallet fast enough yeah, through checkout. You can't, yeah. you know, Man, can't yeah. look at anybody's kid. You know, everybody here is like,
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely Wausau. I mean, Wausau is a very, very family it environment. Is. I, it, yeah. it's, it is it very enjoyable in that regard. But yeah,
1: there's pluses and minuses. To there, that. Is, there are. There are. Yes, there yes. Are. we are still
0: yeah. probably culturally in about the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the amenities were probably early 90s amenities right mm-hmm. now. You know, yeah. uh,
2: but, but what I noticed, too, or what I, you know, the, what I had said to Mark last night was it's it's just what it is like the people here it's just there's an acceptance factor you can't get mad because then it's why 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 are they mad right then then you're you know then you're the jerk yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: (sighs) there's a lot of victims looking for persecutors yes Uh, but the, the, the way that i've always described this area is it is uh well populated with people with concrete shoes where it's like, no, this is just where it is. Like this yeah. is where I stay. And yeah. and and it, it comes down, I know that there's um, you know, from a community leadership perspective, it's just perpetuated horribly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like look at the mall. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come, on. Mall. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Right. And right. for those that are not from this area, they're gonna be like, You have a mall? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was <laughs>
2: really sort excited. I was sort of I was looking, you know, moved here and was looking for something. Building. yeah Go to the mall. We have, we have a mall?
0: Yeah. Right downtown. <clears throat> Right, but it's that <laughs> right mindset downtown. Yeah, you
2: know, so it's like Grand Rapids by no means is like yeah. big city, but it's big yeah. yeah, city. Bigger. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, it's you compared know. to Wasa, yeah. definitely is. But so to answer the question, yeah. Yes, yeah. so the Probably transition to, to yeah. 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 that happens. To, yeah, that happens. to come here and with the you know, because um, the transition for coming into our accountability, right? Is that yeah. what yes. we were? Yes. yes. So yes. that that process. I forgot, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> then I got it, guys. Yeah. Um, That process was, um, it was, it was tough, uh, but it wasn't, it was only tough because I didn't know what was happening and I wasn't open. I don't think I, I, I couldn't be open because I didn't even know I was not being open. You know, here I am thinking, no, this is how I I understand it. I understand it. Um, because I am accountable, you know, thinking that that's, that's the whole piece to it. Yeah. But then, um, you know,
0: In a very aggressive setting. Like you said, there's kind of a cutthroat component to it. You know, what's, is this, what is this person, you know, who who I'll take ownership
2: for my part, Yeah, but what the heck? Yeah. You know, why isn't this other part, you know, or, or just let it, Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to let it go, but don't.
0: Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was, I think that was one of our, uh, yeah, that was actually, I think one of the first breakthroughs was Mm -hmm. essentially the foundation of the forgiveness model. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And saying like, you know, I mean, again, you know, I think it is very, it's not a natural feeling for us to actually forgive someone. And I think Mm -hmm. that was, again, what we talk about multiple times about the forgiveness model is like you, you can forgive someone, but not lose the accountability component. Mm -hmm. But that is vastly different than forgiving someone but not really forgiving them. Yeah. Like that's two totally different things. There's accountability on behavior where it's like, okay, if you are showing, uh, you know, if if this individual is doing the same behavior repeatedly, like there should be steps involved to maintain accountability on this negative behavior. Which is
2: where my other jobs fell off.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the forgiveness part, as Ben had said, it's the release of the emotional component. Yeah. That that's the hard part. Yeah. That that's the hard part. Really. And, and then yeah. really let you know. Yeah. So
2: yeah, I think with actually, um, when I got to the point of uh, you know the, the second breakthrough, this last, yeah. last one or whatever, um, you know that was a real personal breakthrough. Yeah. You know because in, in yes. order to be accountable, you know to follow the whole model within, you know the the clinic or within you know a um, professional setting, you really have to adjust your personal mindset oh absolutely you know it's yep. not just that this is how i have to work at, at, at paw PA, yeah, yeah. You oh know, no it's, this is actually yep. this is really beneficial for life yes yes <laughs> like, we would like to think so but yeah. yes yes <laughs>
0: well and that's i mean we'd say we how many times we said on many podcasts it's fix yourself yeah Once you fix yourself, then you can fix the room, fix the clinic, fix the community, so on and so forth is like, that's the base. If you have, if one of your barriers is actually yourself, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like you actually aren't going to be able to get past that. And that's why, again, I think when we start to come to employees at the 90 days or Mm -hmm. the twice a year, we, you know, uh, tier three is the twice a year uh, type things. That's where, again, we just sort of like release the leash, you know, where it's like, listen, we're kind of showing you the way, but in some capacity we are aren't therapists yeah you know and that i think uh
1: we had that conversation. annie and i had that conversation yesterday at a 90 day where it was basically all right now you know it well yeah now you understand how this is going to impact you on a day-to-day basis Yeah. yeah right like we're willing, ready, willing, and able to tell you how to do it really, really well on yeah. a continuous basis. However, this is the fork in the road where you make the decision. I'm not holding on anymore. Yeah. I'm not trying to hold your hand to this point anymore. Yeah. And it's like, all right. The training wheels are off. Right, you know, let's go. Right, and Showtime. you know, ultimately, yeah. it was a great conversation. Yeah, but that's basically how those start. Yeah. what well, um, makes it equal though? She said it's what's being an adult. <laughs> Yeah, 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 part um, of it Yeah, but, know, but, it's, it's,
0: but, but it, it comes back to the two halves of equality hmm. so if we talk about the you know again the foundation of the education system is equal halves between the mentor and the mentee just like with you know the uh, foundation of the other uh, culture and core values is forgiveness but when you talk about the two equal halves that's that exact point is yeah. that if you as an individual are unwilling to make yourself better as an individual you actually yeah. don't have a place here and we're right. not actually saying to I know we kind of made a joke a few minutes ago about like we brainwashed people but like we do it in a way that makes them better you know it, it, ta- it takes the cultural shit that we all learn in this nation on everyone wants to be a victim like yeah. that yep. is really what the story of most reality television it it's is Self control oh yeah you
2: know that the the, the, yeah. the there was definitely um i'll say within this last year with the whole yeah. coming into paw coming into um, you know, whole new life. Yeah, know, oh yeah absolutely. Yep. Having to adjust to everything, yep. you know, that, that yep. is child care, all, all of it, it. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, th- there's really a I forget where we're going with that now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's super easy to find the places in life where people are wronging you. Yeah. Mm. And the yeah. for it, 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 it's 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 not forced, but it's also not optional when you're at our, when you work at PAW, like your mindset is going to switch to an accountable nature. And you're going to find the power in your life to just make the difference on things that self control. -control. control. You, that's exactly what it is. You start to take on the things Mm -hmm. that you know you can grab onto. It's like, I'm just gonna make them better, right? And that's
0: a creator, that's empowerment, you know. Because the victim mentality is an individual who's convinced that they are powerless and at the mercy of life's events, like that is self control. We're not saying self control from the perspective of like control your emotions and don't Mm -hmm. have that, it's not that level of self control, Mm -hmm. it's like. Oh shit. The there is actually a lot of stuff that I do have power over.
2: Yeah, that was a big that was a big uh, still is something that I, I work through. Yeah. You know, because having the the confidence to make those decisions in yeah. your, in, in my roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you and know, comfortable coming from
0: failure with those decisions, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um and having those failures be safe. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, not having yeah. it, yeah. Um is that with the the past jobs, it was, okay, here is what you have to get done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Here's all the steps. Here's all the marks you have to make. You have to make, you know, hit or whatever. Yeah, Um,
1: Yeah, production. So
2: coming here and it's okay. So these are your these are your roles. Here's here's your here's your
1: ten (laughs) list of big to do things. (laughs) But not even it was here's you
2: know here here's do it do you know and it was. But, but what do you want me to do for each, each of them? Yeah, like, yeah. what do you, you know, so there's a lot of hand-holding I was yeah. expecting yeah. because with the developing, you know, development of PAW, it was kind of like, what direction are, um, okay, so you tell me what you want me to do and I'll go do it. Yeah. You yeah. know, but then when things are coming in, it's like, okay, well, now I, have to, I have to have somebody really approve this idea that I have. Oh, maybe I shouldn't put my ideas out there. Maybe uh-huh. I shouldn't, you know. So when, when those things come up, it's like, yeah. oh, I can run with this. I have, yeah. okay, I can. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, that, that took some time. It. It takes yeah, time. it takes time. And, and, and it
1: is a continuous thing, yeah. too, because, you know, you work, um, for those that are unaware, you and I interface often yeah. on that sort of stuff. And, like, for me, I probably get really irritating to you sometimes because I never yeah. really provide any direction.
0: Like, and I freely admit it. Oh, ask me any question ever. Well, see, and that's It'll what be. I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, it's, it really
2: doesn't. Is that yeah. how you are? Because I don't really, I grew up with. Yeah. Me. Well, yeah. The, th-
1: the reason that I say it is because, like, I it, um, I basically just push you into just try it. Yeah. Right? That, that to me, it's like, I, but I have the, it, it's not in us. It, it's just full level of assumption, I should say, where it's like, if you, if if you fall on your face you're going to have eight people bending over to help pick you up
2: and that's where i'm at right so right. it's like i'm good with the whole go for it run for it and then when that feedback comes back or mm-hmm. when you get the the reaction or response or whatever back and it's like why well, I didn't i didn't want that i did i know
1: that's not what i was expecting <laughs> at yeah. all right so yeah. you
2: know so it's like that whole piece of you know
1: yeah. it's 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 tough to be willing to be wrong Mm-hmm. Yeah. i have a hard time with that yeah. very very often most of the time i just don't like I'll, I'll i'll tell people i'm not a know-it-all i'm just a know-a-lot yeah and sure. uh, i know that sounds really really egotistical yeah. mm-hmm. however i typically just don't say anything if i don't know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. versus with you you actually put yourself out there more hmm. um and then it's like there's a there's a there's a desire Inside for you to just have it right the first time because it feels really good to be like, man, I really
0: middled that one.
2: Yeah, I really want this to, you know.
0: No, yeah, I'm not on that. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm, like, I, I intentionally, it's, I go for the numbers. (laughs) You know, I'm gonna try something five different ways because I know of the five ones gonna hit. Yeah, Yeah. you know. So, but But the
1: interesting, like, that comes from your experience probably in medicine. Yeah, because if you miss, right, if you miss on a diagnostic, like, well. Now I know what I don't know. Yeah. And now I just move on from there. Yeah. And in the trial and error, that's what science is. Absolutely. Whereas for Rachel and I being more on a business administration Mm -hmm. type side, it's like, no, we're we're working on budgets here. (laughs) Don't
0: miss. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you miss, you're going to get fired. Yeah. Right. Previously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and no, I agree with you. I think the medicine part is a huge thing, but I think there's probably the natural tendency, meaning I think. Medicine is a way in which I can apply that mindset comfortably. Mhm. So for me it's the same thing. You know, it's like all right, you exactly said like whether this this uh diagnostic path or this treatment strategy um again what has made me a better doctor is focusing on the middle 60% of clientele. Mm-hmm. If if all you're doing is focusing in the top 1%, 5%, 20% which is the push of our profession especially at the education level where it's like specialized 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 it's like you are so kind of tapered into a clientele that financially can support all of your brain ideas. Right. You know, and it has more to do with like your heart ideas, you know, and just saying like, you have to be able to gut some of this stuff out. And again, creating a comfortable environment to fail. That's what we're talking about.
1: Right. And then you have to have the, the, the gumption to go look at the person that didn't want you to miss the first time. Yes. And say, this didn't do it. I need to do the next one. Yes. Like, this is what, this is now, we now know that this, this, we have an uh, an absence of uh, assuredness. Yes. Which points us in a direction. Yes. So therefore, I'm going to move on to the next one. Yeah. It's, it's not the, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was actually just talking about that in that 90 day, the, the, oh, uh, yeah, the yeah. other day. Yeah. I was like, don't, don't apologize for wait times. Yeah. Just be thankful that they're willing to continue to play the game. And that's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. Like we're not, we're not here to railroad you and take all your money. No. However, like you know, sometimes we're gonna miss. Sometimes yeah. our triage order is gonna get adjusted. Sometimes yeah. our diagnostics aren't gonna be the correct ones yeah. but it's still going in a positive direction. Yeah. And that's a that yeah, that's a hard thing for people to grab onto. Yeah. To, uh, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's I think one of my coined phrases for operating within the middle sixty percent is that when you're presented with a problem you get three rule outs in one test. Mm-hmm. So that is very very difficult to cone down years of education and years of experience to be like you get basically three shots and one way to differentiate all three, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but again, I think that when we you talk about you said yeah triage to these other things is it, it is very much a learned skill set, um, yeah. not just from a medicine standpoint, but again for me I think where all of this came from was us was just talking about wanting to hit the nail on the head the first time mm-hmm. or just knowing that you need one nail to hit and you got five tries, yeah, you know so. Then that always go that kind of leads to
1: the other side that I like to refer to. You know, when we look at section one point two, ultimately it sounds really weird, but I never want to use it. Yeah, oh yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. very early on, oh, yeah. I had talked about the fact that I actually never want to hold people accountable because if I never have to hold people accountable, we're fulfilling our core values <laughs> and serving the patient. Therefore, there's no there's no discussion to be had there. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to
0: hold them to anything. They <laughs> are just doing it
1: right. And, <laughs> yeah. and that and I think that kind of leans more towards you know your mindset on that. Where it's like, that's just ultimately what I want to do. Like, I don't really want to have to go through the process because I just want to do it right the first time. It's not because of a... Uh, a self-defense mechanism it's not because i'm not willing to be accountable it's just i i I just want to do it well Mm -hmm. um and it and it's 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 internally frustrating and this uh, you know you can agree with me or not but internally frustrating to be wrong because you understand that potentially inefficiencies in the interim were created Mm -hmm. um (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, it's all part of the game, though. Right, right. But
1: you, yeah. you, 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 bite those yeah. uh, just to so you can so you're better moving forward. Right. Yeah. But that's a hard, uh, it, it, especially when you come from a massive corporate structure as a, of a hospital and then into state level government. Right. Oof. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I've never had those conversations, but yeah. I'm guessing that you were kind of. Uh, it's
2: been uh, what almost two years, and I'm still detoxing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it,
2: it is. It's it's uh. a whole mental health. Yeah. you know it, yeah. it's it's you want to talk about brainwashing yeah. you know i mean it's
0: and that's why i think a big focus on our education system is trying to catch people as young as we can in the career yeah you know because we know we know at its core that <laughs> we have solutions <laughs> there i was yeah you know, so <laughs> right was. yeah we have solutions to almost everything almost every yeah. problem that we've come across we've been able to either create solutions or if we you know or we i'm sorry we either had existing solutions or we're able to create new solutions yeah um it's way easier to implement those in the those who aren't already broken you know yeah. you know so yeah. it's 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 but i think part of and you know certainly having you on today and you know kind of talking about just you know just a little bit of your experience and how it relates to the veterinary profession as well um it's that that it is possible it, it takes it takes work and you have to be willing to do it you know but it is very much possible to look at even from a government to a large corporation to these things so that they are very um they're not easy to implement but I wouldn't say they're particularly complex. Mm-hmm. I think I come back to that a lot is that okay. it's there when you get back down to it one of my buddies, Jeff, because I'm kind of talking about a lot of this stuff. And I think I talked about it last week. He was like, he shot me a text. Uh, he's like, he's like, I've been listening to your podcast. And he's like, you know, I'm through it. and I'm you know, dah, 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 dah. He's like, uh, he's like, I don't want to actually um, like devalue what it is you're doing. He's like, but once you understand it, he's like, it's actually really, really simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yep, I know. That was my, that was my
2: <laughs> last breakthrough. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just, if, if this is not what I'm going to get, just tell me. And, and then it was. Oh, click, 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 click,
0: yeah. click. It Everything all Everything else sense. falls into play. You yep. know, yeah. So, yeah. 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 And it's yeah. And, it, and that's the thing. I think, you know, for us, again, it, it, they are simple. They are sort of networked together. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of complexity to it. I think the complexity comes in the human element yeah. because you have to sort of like unwind yes. someone to be able to wind them back yeah. up.
2: And not even, it, that. yes, because I think, yes, yeah. 100% I agree. Yeah. And there's the the component of, are they capable of actually Understanding this. correct, yes, you know, not yes. necessarily that they, they're broken to the point where they're not going to, but are they personally with, with yeah, you know, yeah. able to do those, those yeah. things?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Dr. Janessa referred to it as the noose. Uh, instead of I wasn't leading her with a leash, I was leading <sighs> her with a noose, you know, there's that, yes, yes, and yeah. it's it again, part of it is because I, I truly and wholeheartedly believe that we can take anyone from anywhere in their career and actually get them to the high yeah. level of functionality confidence and competence and be able to handle a lot of the things that we have in place they just have to be willing to do it yeah, um, yeah. I think you
2: know. I think I had a obviously I have an advantage you know with um, you know being your sister coming into yep. and there was already that that trust that's been there you know correct there's that yes. bond. Yep. you know yep. but then being in that dark you know space within the whole transition of what the heck what's wrong what's well,
0: yeah this yeah isn't something Carlo. doesn't seem right right yeah
2: this, well, this doesn't you know so then mm-hmm. having that mistrust that period of mistrust and mm-hmm. then you know uh-huh. and then it coming back around like oh so I was the
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's why we put so much of an emphasis on of like essentially avoiding the creation of a family structure at your business yes. yeah. because that coming was back to
0: full circle. Full yeah. circle. Yes. That's
1: that was probably, you know, cuz again I was working for the consulting company when you came on, it was like this is my biggest concern, yeah. right? We've we're working our butts off on all this yes. accountability and culture stuff and now you're going to bring an actual family yes. member in. What if like, they go south? Exactly, yeah. Oh, yeah. because there's one like how is this going to impact the business but two how is this going to impact your family and right. it, and you have the opportunity yeah. to yeah. suck on both when you do this and um I, I, I I probably that was probably five or six hours of yeah. discussion between two
0: meetings where yeah. it's like,
1: is this the right thing yeah. to
0: do? Yeah. See, and I had I had uh, bet on natural accountability. Yeah. That that was where yeah. I that's where I put my yeah yeah <laughs> that's actually where I put my money because I had value in that and saying no. I know it's probably not going to be easy however we do have someone in need who I do believe can fulfill the job tasks we have appropriately there is natural accountability there but I also know she's a hot blooded Italian so there's going to be like a lot there's going to be times where that is more difficult it's the same thing with like Dr. Janessa where it's like I know this isn't going to be the easiest process because I mean that ended up being eight months Mm -hmm. you know ten months Mm -hmm. uh, but it's still banking on the drive towards betterment and ultimately fulfillment right yeah
2: I think the the separation of family and um, like professional work you know so when there are you know heated things that are happening or whatnot you know whether it's Carlo or, or Katie or whatnot it's okay that's work and then yeah. coming over for dinner What are the yeah Absolutely doesn't affect it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, so we have that. a
0: really good ability to separate church and state. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We you got know. we got a really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Most people
0: don't. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> yeah, it
1: wasn't it wasn't a client that I was directly involved with, but the one that I will never forget was we worked um, with a funeral home that was mom, dad, and their two sons. Hmm. Uh, the most dysfunction I saw in an entire business. And it had zero to do with the trade, by the way. It just it just happened to be what they did. Yeah. The cultural um the first meeting that uh, we had with them, it was an hour of yelling and two hours of crying. (laughs) Okay. That's how it typically goes. Yeah. And that's what, like, so then you look at the the typical structure of, I want to create this family environment. Yeah. You're just leading yourself to an hour of yelling and two hours of crying.
0: Yeah. See, and I actually think, you know, again, because I think this is going to speak to a lot of people out there who work in these traditional family-type environments. Um, my personal perspective is that the family work environment uh, has no place. And I'll say that cautiously, because I know that may be a trigger for some people, but I say it because Are you saying I'm some people? Yeah, no, 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 not you just <laughs> in general, the listeners, the world <laughs> are, are you, are yeah, you triggered? Now? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 yes. no. I believe that a that traditional sense of a family environment at work is uh, it's non-functional to the extent that it's dysfunctional oh, um, yeah. and that being said y- I feel, and I think this is what we're in the process of achieving, at least in some capacity, you can actually have a stronger bond with your employees, with your coworkers, with the other people around you, um in this type of an environment which supersedes that of a family connection. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, they say, oh you know, blood is thicker than water and so on and so forth. It's like mm-hmm. they like, say, oh you can you can choose your friends but not your family. But I think if we realistically look at how we operate on a day-to-day basis in a social setting right. within this country, I would argue that most people have a tighter bond with their friends than they have a tighter bond with their family. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. So why is it that we are perpetuating a work environment where we are Trying to have a tight family bond mm-hmm. when most people don't even have that in their social lives. Why aren't we creating a work environment that is focused on purpose, focused on well-being, focused on very tight connections in a professional setting that's actually going to supersede that of a family clinical setting? Right, right. That's the future. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I think we're yeah. damn near close to having achieved that. Um, yeah. but, um, but
1: Carlo, that's not deep.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the response. Yeah right that, yeah but that's
1: yeah that w- we'll go into yeah. my bucket method yeah. another day yes sure sure we'll, we'll get into that yeah. but
0: yeah next time i'm um, routing out, no, it's uh, out this cast anyway but. yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> but yeah it's pretty easy to um you know once the the whole accountability model and the culture and everything within you know within paw when that trust is there, when the communication is there, when you have employees that are open to um, growing for themselves. and Growth mindset. Yeah. You know, it's like, why wouldn't it work? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so to to be able to surrender to, okay, fine, I'm just going to... I like
0: that word. (laughs) Surrender. That's a good word. No, 100%.
2: That's what, you know, that's how I feel. Because there was, you know, I had a, a softball coach growing up that was... You know, I'm gonna break you down and then break you down to build you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a whole two weeks of yeah. they better not be breaking me down to build me up. That is yeah. such that's mine. Yeah. you know, that that's yeah, no. you know, but no. then it was no, our oh, profession historically oh, just breaks it, it, it down and leaves you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Which is yeah. what I've been used to, yeah. you know. With no, we other- completely
0: sidestep the whole process. Yeah, it is not a breakdown. It is not a buildup. It doesn't a comp-
2: fit in anything no. that I've I'm used to. Yeah, you know, so that was the biggest because that, that was turned off. That, that whole.
0: Yeah.
2: What do you mean? This pot. Yeah. Why would they do yeah. that? Oh, they're yeah. doing them because that's how you should do it. Yes. I guess. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> right. How it should. Coming back to the simple answer, it's just that? how you should do it. Yeah. yeah. It's you the know. third path, right? So right. it's we, you know we say the traditional path, the corporate path, and then the paw mm-hmm. path. That's what we're talking about. Is yeah. it should be a very natural process where you know yeah there is a it's just that you yeah. know there's not a build down or there's not a tear down to build up that doesn't have any place. Yeah. It's no, we're just going to show you the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know, can choose to walk it. Yeah, and a lot
2: of these tools are are. I mean, I've only been here for you know almost two years, right but it's, um, uh, they're, they're fairly new tools. Correct. You know? In writing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So to yep. have, right. Yep. Um, and, and to, you know, to push those and like, this is, you know, it's yeah. developed. So to have a whole wide range of employees that have been there for a really long time yeah. to have are coming on they've been there short periods of time and whatnot. Um, yep. it'd be foolish to say that, um, you know, the people, uh, employees or whatever don't vent or they don't come to, you know? So it's like now that, you know, I have an understanding for this, God, that whole like piece of, of, um, uh, self-control and having that power of, no, I do understand this, you know? So they come Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, but do you understand the forgiveness model piece yeah. to it like this is why it's important this is the 7 hour conversation that i had yeah. with with carlo that affected me that had my break you know and then you yeah. know it has been you yeah. know they had an employee that was doing that and it was oh yeah okay no no you're right i should you yeah. know, and yeah. then yeah, so it's a whole. It's
0: yeah, and that yeah, that's all part of the kind of teach it part of yeah. our education system. You know, sort of that that mm-hmm. fourth type tier is being like you know when you've had those breakthroughs, when you understand process, um, it becomes that much more transparent when you find people who don't have the understanding and don't have the process. And don't want you know, to, and that's that is the administrative part because right. then we start to like undercover when they don't want it. Yeah, you know, and yeah. then that then there's no place for that because there's a difference between you know like. I said clarity and competency. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, they're, they're just, some people just you just hold up the mirror. You just, like we said it before, you just hold up the mirror, and this is who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And we're saying that this is how you are functioning, this is how
2: you're affecting.
0: Yeah. This, yeah. all of it. Yeah. Right. And it, and for us, it comes back to serving the patient because again, you can say you're affecting through culture and all these other ways, but in the end, ultimately it's affecting how yeah. in our ability to actually care for the reason why we're here. Right. Um, yeah. And that I think has been a, uh, uh, taking the writing off of the wall yeah. as we said it. So.
2: And I think too, like with, with the, um, you know, with my past employment, it's, you got called into the principal's office and yes. it was, yeah, yeah you're not going to be working here anymore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. but it's like anybody that doesn't I mean, from the few that I know that don't work at PAW anymore, it's, that was their decision.
0: Ultimately. You know, I
2: mean, the, yeah. everything is, is done to yeah. help an individual grow, but it's. Yeah. Cause we don't give up.
0: No. Like that, that's the whole part. No. Like if we have that's an. That's the Im-
2: exhausting part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, but part of it is, it's like, if we see that someone has that drive though, like yeah. that's the thing, like we yeah. don't necessarily, like we are willing to hold on to the leash. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is we don't always take the same path. Yeah. So it's as long as we're on the same path and we're still holding a leash, we'll take the longer path because we know that we're getting yeah. back to the end of the road and where it's mm-hmm. going to be the same path that everyone else is on. You may right. just have to deviate out in order to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is then when you have someone who just doesn't want to walk the path, mm-hmm. you know, and that that is then, like Ben has said, where my leash is considerably longer than most, that's where mm-hmm. I've learned to essentially just let go. Yeah. It's like, go yeah. run in the woods then, you know, go be wild yeah. child. Uh, yeah, I, we're, we're exceptionally
1: clear on what the path is. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. that's the thing when, you, when, uh, you know, I, it was probably five or six episodes ago, like the idea of, know what it means to fire fast yes because what fire fast typically turns into is well they didn't understand the path because I took it for granted and I didn't teach them what it was and that means they just don't fit here yes which is which is not is clearly right. different yes it's it's no you give them every opportunity to, to 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 go down the path and when they want to pull away after knowing what it is, now you have mm-hmm. to fire fast yes, because now you understand with, with uh, a, an objective level of understanding, um, they're not going to fit here. Yes, Everyone yeah. else that's here understands the path and is working really, really hard to stay yeah. within the curbs. This person wants to go run off in the woods. Uh, it's either I'm going to have to put way too much energy holding on to this. And it's just going to be like, no one's going to really appreciate it. And yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to get stressed out mm-hmm. or I just let them go. And I continue to focus on the ones that want to be here. Right. And, the, yeah.
2: and that's, a, yeah. Um, you know, to have, have a, an environment that there's always room for progression, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So to come from a, you know, background of this person is untouchable mm-hmm. or this is, you know, they know all of it. They, they're comfy with where they're at. You know, it's it's. There's always room for improvement. So yeah, everybody everywhere. is evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, which is evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, the the everything. Yeah. You know, but it's the there's a
0: lot to work on. There's a lot to always. work on everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Once you
2: can grasp it, that that's always within life. But yeah. then to to have a group of people that are going to, yeah. they want you to chase it with them. You know, to. You know, growing up and just a piece that has always kind of been, you know, a fault of mine is uh, always seeing the potential in people and individuals. Mm-hmm. And yep. Um, yep. I think
0: it's a hard lesson to unlearn.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: well, it's being it's the lesson is being able to let that potential go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the um the yeah, one don't piece stop that I wasn't seeing it, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right, right.
2: But the one piece that I, I wasn't used to having and that I am that i I, I think was a big barrier for me was wow, they see potential in me. Oh and, sure. Yes. You know, so it was yep. I I haven't had anybody see they verbalize potential, yeah, sure. but there's been no action on it. Mm-hmm. You Correct, you know. So it was,
0: it's part of the brainwash to say, "Well, yes. you can do great. Continue to work here. You can yeah. do right. You know, it, mm-hmm. a raise might come someday. Continue yeah. to work here. Yeah. So it's the there's,
2: you know, you'd be really good at this job. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about not it to so open. And, right. Yeah, <laughs> right, twenty year tenure. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's and I think that comes back to our uh, one of our grids we talked about is the performance and potential. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of that juggle on saying when we see the potential and you know we see the opportunity for for, for performance, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, yeah yeah. It's
2: but you wouldn't. But I guess what I'm coming back around to is that there wouldn't be that time. You wouldn't put that time oh, yeah. into an individual unless one you you wanted them there and two yes. you saw that they they would have. You know, it would be benefit to having them there, Mm -hmm. correct? For both the Mm -hmm. business and for themselves. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, that is huge. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like I
2: mean, you're saying saying like yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's huge. (laughs) You know, to
1: <laughs> the stuff that Carlo and I just take for granted yes. because it's just been happening yeah. for years. It's yeah. like, oh. meanwhile,
2: I'm crying at night, like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I get it, I get it.
0: <laughs> I think I I can happy do tears. Great. Yeah. If
2: I get it, they'll leave me alone for a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nope. that's not how that works. <laughs> no,
0: we don't nope. stop. <laughs> Constant. So, all right. Well, I think that's yeah. pretty good, though, uh, overall for our podcast today. Yeah, you got to run. You're a little late. Yeah. So, uh, but that's no. But I think you know, in general, I think as far as the stop points concerned. I mean, it's, like I said, that, that was kind of my whole goal was just to kind of get um, an out, you know, kind of this outside experience. And I think the thing that I like is outside non-veterinary experience yeah. to be like, no, like that is the color of the grass on that side of the fence, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to say that. But at its core, there are a lot of very like cultural elements that even though a lot of those experiences come from the human side, culturally, it's kind of the same type of grass on our side. <laughs> you know, we're just saying, well, it's not really greener on either side, but for us, we're, Get there. yeah we found the path to the Greenland, you know so yeah. it's uh it's just saying that that's kind of how we're different so yeah. um but yeah thanks for coming today hey thanks, Rachel. Thanks. it was a pleasure yeah, we'll, we'll get you on thank some you, more we you. got man, maybe once we we'll get into the new studio but Ooh. uh yeah Ooh. that's there i mean that the woods like there it's <laughs> out yeah <laughs> yeah the wood is there it is yes <laughs> so yeah. okay all right guys we'll see you next week